ESPN. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. Hey, I love a happy hour Friday, and uh, it's a happy hour football Friday. So it's all encompassing now. We got happy hour Friday, we got football Friday, happy hour football Friday. Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. Join us for the long haul here till 6 o'clock tonight. PT will join us at 5. Casey Joyner at 5.15. Coming up in 15 minutes from now, Chad Millman from the Action Network will join us. You know, I cashed out on that bet you were talking about all week long. I mean, I, I heard that ad and I was like, what? Wait, huh? I cashed out on that one. That was easy, buddy. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I mean, come on. And that's the beauty of uh, DraftKings. You're going to get some phenomenal odds all over the place. And by the way, football's back. Football is back, Mike Gill. And to kick off football's 101st season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new users a no-brainer. They have up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pools. All you need to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 973 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. I got the uh, Chiefs last night at, what was it, plus 101? Yep, that was the offer they had for last night's game, plus 101. They'll continue to throw out phenomenal offers. I like that one. Me too. All right, Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN. Chad Millman, speaking of odds from the Action Network, going to join us in uh, about 15 minutes from now. We'll talk to him. And also, Colin Thompson will uh, join us to talk about his journey. You know, he did some shows with us. He was part of uh, the Eagle pregame last year. And we talked about uh, he was in the AAF. He was uh, in Giants camp. I think he was in camp with Chicago. Chicago, correct. And was in the XFL. And both those leagues folded. And he got to try out with the Carolina Panthers. He actually got cut by the Panthers. And then they brought him back a day or two days later. And uh, he is now going to be part of their 53-man roster. It's a pretty cool story because Colin's a great dude. Uh, he's been a guy that, uh, you know, has, has been, you know, when we had had him on the show and he would talk football, the guy just loves football. So uh, we'll talk to him at 3.30 about his journey to the NFL. So stick around for that right here on the Sports Bash. I want to talk a little bit about the game on Sunday and a couple of things. I want to ask you, all right, Washington, the Eagles have dominated. It's a different Washington team, though. Give me... And I will do the same. A couple of things that concern you Sunday. Okay, there's two that stand out to me instantly. One I think is pretty obvious, and I'm sure it's on your list as well. It's the offensive line. You don't really know what's happening with Lane Johnson over at right tackle, which I think we all just assume he's going to play, but we don't know that's the case. And if he does I wouldn't try make, and I wouldn't make that assumption. Right, well, that's my point. I mean, right and, now... And, 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 Right now, it looks like you could have Nate Herbig play guard, and you could have Matt Pryor playing tackle. And that's scary, especially going up against what they have on the other side and Chase Young and Sweat and Kerrigan. It's not going to be easy. So I was going to say, no, we just assume he's going to play through it, but there's a good chance that he doesn't go. Or even if he does try, 
there's a chance that with that ankle, he doesn't get the support he needs. And then, boom, you got to go in a different direction. And with Jason Peters, you have a guy who hasn't played 100% of the snaps in a game in forever. So you're going to have to throw somebody out there at left tackle. So that's number one that concerns me. Number two is this. If you remember last year, there were so many games where the Eagles could not get pressure. And Dwayne Haskins actually had one of his best games against the Eagles. Like, you think about those, I think some of the stats were flawed last year when it came to the D-line because they went up against the New York Jets and they pummeled their third-string quarterback and their numbers looked great. But there were so many games where they just could not get pressure. And this is not a great offensive line, Washington. Right, I I agree with you. I know it's not, but it it seemed to not really matter last year with this team. They would just struggle to find ways to get to the quarterback, and I think you got to make Dwayne Haskins uncomfortable. So the trenches, it's not rocket science here. I just pointed out the trenches. I would agree on your offensive line up against them. If you were to say one thing about Washington, like they did a piece on uh, ESPN.com about one reason every team can win the Super Bowl. Now, I didn't read the article, but I'm assuming if I did read the article and they were to say one reason why, I mean, they even included Jacksonville. I would love to see what they came together, they conjured up for Jacksonville. But one reason why Washington could win would be their defensive front became so disruptive that it, you know, just. Uh, springboarded them to having success all year. I guess their other thing would be if Dwayne Haskins, who was what, like the seventh or eighth pick in the draft, if he ends up taking off and being the quarterback that, you know, they drafted him to be. But I think ahead of that, it would be their defensive front and your offensive line right now. I saw somebody tweet this earlier today that there's a good possibility that you could be playing this game on Sunday. You know, there's a report out there that Lane Johnson had to get surgery on his ankle. And that's why he hasn't been practicing. It was just a clean-out. It wasn't like arthroscopic surgery. It was just a clean-out, but that's why that he's been missing time. Now, how does something like that not be informed to everybody? Is it part of the new rules that they don't have to tell anybody that type of information? Good question. I mean, up until yesterday, they weren't really even talking about the injuries. It was upper body, lower body. I mean, you had a whole bunch of just vagueness. So... I'm not so sure about what exactly the rules were in terms of what you had to say and what you didn't say, but I think it was, I want to say Jeff McClain, I'll have to uh, verify that, that I read that from today that said, here it is, Uh, Jeff McClain tweeted, Eagles tackle Lane Johnson had surgery on his ankle last month. An NFL source confirmed a Tim McManus report. Source called it minor cleanup of loose cartilage after he played on a high ankle sprain late last season. Johnson's status for Sunday is still uncertain. Huh. Now, Doug now this Peterson, is what's interesting to me. I mean, you're talking about something that happened all the way at the end of last year where he played on that, that ankle sprain, and one month before the new season is when they're going in there to scrape out some of the stuff. Now, obviously, a lot's in play, maybe because of what he's been doing before the they just realized it is what forced that to even be involved, but... It's just weird that it it was based off of last year's injury, yet one month before the season starts, they're going in there to scrape. Doug Peterson said today about Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders when asked if they would be playing on Sunday. Quote, both those guys are doing extremely well. They are still day-to-day. Obviously, we'll get through today's practice, and you'll know more after today's practice. But they're both doing extremely well. We'll see here in the next couple days. So do you think him... 
you know, we're trying to read the, between the tea leaves here, between the lines. Him saying they're both doing extremely well is the code word for they'll both be ready. I mean, no, you feel good about that? I don't that? believe a word that man says. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It actually almost, <laughs> it's the opposite. I feel like they're in trouble. Seriously. I, I think it. that this is worse now it. that he said that. I love it. How, like, disingenuous you feel the guy is now. Did the Jason Peters thing do it to you? It's just the three stooges. It's perfect. Sports Pass Live, 97.3 ESPN. I'm Mike Gill. What's going on, everybody, here on a uh, Friday edition? As you know, my buddy's over at SHM Financial. Lee Malotsky and the SHM Financial team. Are you getting close to that retirement age, or are you retired already? I'm talking to you guys out there. And I recommend you call Lee Malotsky at SHM Financial. He can access your risk profile. Maybe an annuity is the right thing for you. They're not for everybody, but if you are around that retirement age and you need some guidance or direction, Lee Malotsky, SHM Financial, 800-MONEY-SHM, or visit shmfinancial.com. Check out their weekly podcast, Malotsky on Money. I highly recommend it. I listen to that podcast on my ride in. I actually do that. You talk about what do you listen on your ride in? I'm looking about my money. Lee Malotsky's podcast. It's uh the latest one is on the election election proofing your money. It's about hey, what's going to happen to the market with the election? Nobody really knows. Those guys talk you through it. So if you just want to pick up the phone, give them a call and just ask questions. You don't have to you know tie yourself to anything. Just pick up the call. Say hey. I'm near that retirement age. Do you have any advice for me? They've been doing it since 1958. Lee Malotsky and SHM Financial, shmfinancial.com, 800-MONEY-SHM. Tell Lee, I'm listening to the podcast and I'm enjoying it. Give the podcast a listen. Listen to the podcast. See if you like it. Give them a call. Hey, you're near retirement age. Just say, Lee, I'm near retirement. I'm right around that age. What do you got? What advice do you have for me? Because everybody's trying to figure out what to do with their money during this pandemic and how we can make it go a little longer. That's my recommendation for you guys out there. My recommendation on the bets, well, I'm going to let Chad Millman from the Action Network step in. He's going to join us next right here on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app. Off-season. By no means are we a finished product. What off-season? It's football at four. Make sure they paid me today. I was like, looks like that was a good job. Well, what do you think? They weren't going to pay people ah, out? It's like such a ridiculous thing. Like, you know. I know. It is pretty crazy. But, hey, that's what you get. Yeah. Well, love being an AC. Love having the ability to uh, put down bets. And uh, we're going to talk to Chad Millman. He's the content creator, uh, chief content officer, the Action Network, Action Network app. Chad Millman on Twitter. Big week one. Got NBA playoffs, NHL, baseball. I'm sure football is still the king when it comes to this. Let's bring Chad in. He's going to join us each week right here on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline as we uh, take a look ahead to week number one. Chad, what's going on, man? It is good to connect with you again. How are you? All is well. It's uh, fun that we have football, and I'm imagining that uh, football is the king, right? Even though everything's back, football still trumps everything. Everything. Like, it's not even, it's not even a conversation. If you've been in my house the past six months, you would have heard my wife just get consistently annoyed with me because I'd be saying, all I care about is that we get football. All I care about is that we get football. Right. And she would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be like 
So COVID, you don't care if our kids get sick. You don't care if our kids go back to school. I'm like, Stace, this is serious. Okay. We just got to get football. Football. And football. Football, football, football. And like you talk about that plus 101, right? Like you just mentioned like that plus 101 bet on the Chiefs, right? And, uh, uh, that, and, and like that's how crazy the books are going because they know football is everything. New Jersey, obviously, sports betting, mobile sports betting is legal. And so the sports books there, and we do this with them all the time, like they are making these crazy offers to just acquire customers because they know the value of football and getting someone in week one. Yeah, and I know uh, you know one of the things about the Action Network and the app is you can kind of get all the odds from all the different places. You can kind of check out what each different app is uh, going with right now. So I want to kind of look at here locally with this Eagles matchup and you know five and a half. It seems like it's five and a half across the board. It hasn't moved all that much, and um, you know I see for the most part it seems like all the money is heading towards Philadelphia in that game. Yeah, look, it's going to be one of those things where. The Eagles are a team that obviously has a lot more attention from the public. It has, they're going against a team in the Redskins that, not even the Redskins, right? I've already made my first (laughs) football of the year in a Washington football team that has had so much turmoil. People literally don't know what to call it. Uh, And they've got new coaches new organization in the front office. Nobody really knows if they can buy into Dwayne Haskins yet. There's just not a love, not a lot of love for this team. What makes this game interesting? And look, Carson Wentz, like, there's a stat I saw the other day. He's the quickest to 4,000 yards and has never had a 500-yard receiver in a season. So, like, there's a lot, obviously a lot of untapped potential there just based on the fact he hasn't had great weapons around him. So what's interesting to me is how you account for home field in this scenario, right? The game is in D.C., Yeah. And the team in Washington, historically, that is a transient town with a lot of people living there from all over the country. And because the, the, the team in Washington has been so bad the past few years, that stadium fills up with people who are the opposing team's fans. All of a sudden, they don't have to do that anymore. So now they're actually, it's actually a benefit to them playing at home because they're not, it doesn't feel like a road game for them. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, Eagle fans make their way down to FedEx Field and really fill that place up. But you're right. You know, we were discussing this for last night. You know, how do you take? How are the odds makers taking home field advantage? Have you noticed anything on that yet? Are, are they given the 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 courtesy three? They they generally are um, because in some cases, like you saw in Kansas City last night, uh, they did let some fans into the stands and they did make a decent amount of noise. And there is some element of travel and the comfort of being at home, especially at a time where traveling is so much more restricted and, like, the rules of what you can do on the road are much more stringent. Um, But also in a place like Kansas City, it's a perfect example, whereas normally Kansas City might be even more than three points at home because of the crowd noise, uh, the, the professional bettors are discounting a little bit because that is a team that historically does so well at home that instead of being, say, three and a half to four, it's more like two. But the flip side is, in Washington, normally that would be uh, sort of a mark against the home team. Now they're being lifted up a little bit. So this game might have been seven. Instead, it's only five and a half. 
Chad Millman, Action Network, uh, the Action Network app. I want to, uh, you know, a lot of times betters get excited about the game that's on TV. You're going to get Brady and Breeze. So uh, what's your, you know, intuition tell you about what to do uh, with that game? I see, what, three and a half is pretty much where it's sitting everywhere. Three and a half, it's been sitting there for a while. It's moved quite a bit. It opened closer to five. And um, it's gone down. The money's gone in the direction of Tampa Bay. That's a lot of public money right now. And I, I like the Saints in this spot. Um, I think they have more weapons. Uh, and I think I like the continuity there. And mostly it's the value. I think that at this point, sort of any value you had in the box, the, the axiom in betting is you want to get the best of the number. And if you like the box, you're not getting the best of the number right now because this game opened so much higher. So it's either, for me, take the Saints or don't take it at all. Primetime Sunday night. Dallas, always a better's uh, favorite to kind of get on. I see two and a half open, three, two and a half. It's up and down. It's all over the place there. What's the story? I'm feeling very contrarian here, I guess, but I am not loving a Cowboys team with a new coach that was very inconsistent last year, traveling, and even if it's in a empty new stadium, a new stadium that will feel for a team like the Rams, brand new, bringing some emotion. But also, like, I am not against the Rams. I feel like Aaron Donald is a playmaker at the defensive line. Jalen Ramsey is a playmaker in the backfield. They can still do the right things offensively, and they might even be a little bit better than they were last year because there, are, there is going to be some continuity and there are no questions about, you know, what is Tardgrilly's status going to be. But mostly, I just don't want to put – I don't want to sort of lay three points on a road favorite this early in the year um, for a team that I'm not that confident in, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. I see um... – uh, Chad Millman's with us, the ActionNetwork.com, Action uh, Network app. Make sure uh, it's a great for – you can kind of check out the odds for all the sites, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, uh, BetMGM. You can bet 365. Whatever you like to use, you can find out what they got. Steelers-Giants open three-and-a-half, now up to six, five-and-a-half. What's the deal there? That is just a run on the bank, as they say in the business, like – that game opened at three and a half, and the wise guys loved the Steelers so much that it went from three and a half to four, four and a half, five, five and a half. Like it ran through five and a half. I love the Steelers. I know people who like the Steelers all the way up to seven. Um, and as much as it is an indictment on the Giants, um, it's really about a love of the Steelers and sort of what this team can do when Ben Roethlisberger is back compared to what they did do when he wasn't there, which was actually field a very competitive team and play really, really good football with a coach who got them to turn around when they were losing all of their weapons. So this run is really based on sort of the quality of the Steelers, a little bit on sort of the fact that the Giants are projected to win six games and be one of the worst teams in the NFL, but it's much more about the Steelers. All right, uh, a big first week. I'm sure everybody uh, is excited what is the one that stands out to you the most? Uh, it's hold your do- it's, it's, it's hold your nose time. Like, it's why tough. are the Jackson? It, why are the Jacksonville Jaguars eight point underdogs at home against a Colts team that has a nearing infinity aged Philip Rivers, who wasn't that good in Los Angeles last year? 
who threw a lot of interceptions, who doesn't have a full complement of talent, and is going to play in heat that is 95 degrees. Like, none of that adds up to me in any way, shape, or form. So um, I look at that and I think, huh, that feels like a trap game. And as much as it makes me sick to bet on the Jaguars, like, that's what, honestly, guys, that's what betting is. And sometimes you got to hold your nose and just bet the number that you know is the right number, even if, even if it really makes you sick to your stomach. All right, Chad Millman, ActionNetwork.com. We're going to uh, get into these games each week. We got awesome uh, month of September. You ever seen anything like this? You got baseball typically, but you got. I mean, is the NBA playoffs getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of action? Crushing. Yeah, it's been great. It's 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 much more than baseball. Um, more attention, more interest, more traffic, more betting. Hundred um, percent. It's it's has, baseball really hasn't been a part of the conversation. All right, we got that. We got uh, college football, I guess, this weekend. You got a little bit of college football. Um, we'll see once that really kicks into high gear. And uh, each week we'll talk to Chad and get some more insight from him. Chad Millman, ActionNetwork.com. Thanks, Chad. Enjoy the weekend, man. You too, brother. Talk to you. All right, that's Chad Millman. Like all guests appeared via the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. He likes uh, Saints, Steelers, and uh, hold your nose with the Jags there. You have enough uh, chutzpah to put money on the Jags? No shot. No shot. There's just no way I could ever do that. I said you? no. No, but yesterday when we were doing the NFL schedule, I said, I don't know how the Colts are that big of a favorite on the road. Yeah, that is pretty hefty, and it's not like Phillip Rivers had some phenomenal season last year, but I'm interested. He's got a great offensive line. That's something, as we value here in Philly, you, you got to realize how important that is. All right, Sports Bash is brought to you today by the New Jersey Department of Agriculture. Send a big thank you to New Jersey farmers for all the hard work that goes into providing fresh produce and buying Jersey Fresh. Stay loyal with local with Jersey Fresh produce. When we come back, Carolina Panthers tight end Colin Thompson will join us his journey from here in the 97.3 ESPN studios to the Carolina Panthers next. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week one showdown in the NFC South as Drew Brees and the Saints host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hi, this is Jeff Biggs. Join Bill Rosinski, Chad Brown, and me for all the action as Tom Brady makes his Bucks debut in the Superdome against the reigning NFC South champs. It's the Saints and Buccaneers in week one action. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Coverage begins after on 97.3 ESPN. All right, Friday afternoon, happy hour Friday on a football Friday. It's a happy hour football Friday as 97.3 ESPN teams up with C's. The deal for incredible weekly offers. This week, get a $50 gift card good for the High Point Pub, White Horse Pike in Absecon. It's just $25. The deal's on sale right now. Go to 97.3ESPN.com or tap on the app to buy this gift card for half price for use at the High Point Pub, North Shore Road, in Absecon. Now, it's fun. The week one is here, but it's extra special when you know somebody's suiting up. It's even more special when that person's a good human being. And our next guest is that way. Uh, Colin Thompson, you remember him from our Eagle pregame show from last season. He filled in on the Sports Bash many a times. You've heard his insight and analysis all over 97.3 ESPN. 
and his journey to the NFL has been a wild one, and we're going to hear more about it right now. He's also the offensive coordinator for the Lower Cape May Caper Tigers. He's in his first year of that job. I don't know how he's going to pull this off, but I believe he intends to do it. I think he's also getting married soon. So he's got a whole big uh, life change. Oh, and by the way, he made the 53-man roster for the Carolina Panthers, and he joins us now on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. How you been, man? What's up, guys? Uh, first off, I hope your families and everyone's doing well during these crazy times. I miss uh, I miss seeing you guys on a you know whatever that would be weekly or daily, going back a year or, or calling in. But been busy, like you've been talking about doing some virtual offensive coordinating with located regional now uh, with Lance Bailey, head coach. Uh, it looks like he's- the dry cleaners to pick up my suit uh, for the game. So let's uh, let's kind of talk about you know last summer you were here with us at ninety seven three you were doing the Eagles stuff and uh, you were filling in with me on the sports bash and you know you were playing in the XFL you before that you were in the AAF how did all of a sudden uh, what give us kind of the journey from leaving us here and getting the opportunity in the XFL then we talked to you in that league folded what happened after that yeah so that league folded through the coronavirus, like a lot of other things. And it's a shame because that's a league that was built to last and it just couldn't withstand the financial loss of the virus. But uh, what a great league. And it gave guys a, a, an opportunity to get where we are now today. I believe there's 12 of us total, maybe 13 across the NFL that are on an active roster or on the practice squad from that league. Um, so it was a tremendous opportunity for me to get film when I left you guys and uh, finished coaching a little bit lower there. But to uh, to what you're saying, yeah, I got a call from Coach Matt Rule, who was my coach in college at Temple University, who has a home uh, down in Cape May as well. And got a call from him when I was quarantining down in Florida, up in the panhandle at my fiance's um, condo, family condo there. And I was just training and staying in shape. And we had a brief conversation and we stayed in touch and he said, you know, we're interested and we'll keep you posted. And it's pretty cool. We're going to bring you in. Um, and then from that moment on, they overnighted an iPad to where I was virtual meetings, uh, grinding on virtual meetings, really controlling what we can control, which is very cliche, but very true during these times, especially when you're trying to compete and play against the best players in the world. And you don't even have a gym to access. So it was a very unique training for myself, training in my own gym. You know, the Panthers gave you the next X amount of money stipend to build your own gym and, and have all the things you need to be great, even though you're not there. But, you know, I was able to run on some fields in Cape May. I was running on the beach. I was training every way I could, also doing the, the days a week. So it was extremely unique. But to go into training camp with the knowledge of the playbook, and not just right off the street is a huge advantage. And then to compete and and uh, win the third tight end job has been a journey and a grind in itself. And I'm just extremely blessed and humbled, really, truly a product of everyone who's invested in me over the years. And, and that's sounds like this coach speak, but it's it's not. It's it's true. I really am a product of my friends, my family, all the coaches, uh, and and honestly, you guys at 97.3 because. Those are tough times being an NFL free agent and everyone's like, wait, you're a free agent, but you're doing radio. Like, what are you doing with your life? 
and those are tough questions to answer every single day. But like, no, I'm training. I'm I'm still grinding. Like, you know, we got to know each other well, and Josh and and Hunter. Uh, you know, you guys know I was training, driving, working football, have my our own podcast. So, you know, the hard work is paid off for now, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to watch you play this year and battle it out. I know you were enjoying the Flyers run as much as I did, right? I mean, I know it ended well, but I know you're a big hockey guy. But I want to get your thoughts on um, well, just everything that's happening with this COVID-19. What is it like now being at training camp every day when it comes to these COVID-19 protocols? Like, what do you have to do every day when it comes to off of the field? Yeah, so you enter the building in the morning, but before you enter, I'll backtrack. Um you get COVID tested. It's a quick no swab and a questionnaire on your phone, and they take your temperature twice before you enter the building in two, two separate locations about 100 yards apart, and you're off. You're in the building. You put a tracer on your wrist, and that tracer tracks who you're with, who you're around, and for how long. So if that person pops, they say pops, and gets coronavirus, then they know that you're around that person for minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it may be within a six foot period right that's the whole six feet apart so if you're within six feet of that person for over the amount of time that they don't think is safe you'll get tested immediately with the 15 minute test and and you kind of go from there so that's very unique in that sense um the six feet apart thing is real in our meeting rooms we're all spread out and in our building we're fortunate that our facility is attached to are really underneath of the of Bank of America Stadium here, of Bank of America Stadium here in Charlotte. So um, we all have our own personal suite, and I'm talking like the suites that the 10 to 15 person suites that you watch the game in. So you can go there, social distance. You have the option to um, be on those meetings virtually through your iPad again, that same iPad. So in that sense, it's extremely unique where you can kind of social distance. But I would say this: the most normal thing is practice. Um, we are separating at times to make sure our tracers aren't, we're not spending too much time that close together, but, you know, practice and football in general has been an escape from life, I guess, for me, you know, forever. That's all I really know. And, and, uh, for all of us to get back on the field and, and when you get across the line, especially in the world we live in today, you, you just focus on doing your job. So yeah, it's definitely unique things. We're washing our hands a lot more. We're wiping the table down when we're done with it a lot more. So maybe we'll take some of those lessons when uh, when when this is over and things will be people will be healthier in general. All right, how's this sound? We're talking to Carolina Panthers tight end Colin Thompson, and uh, of course Colin, an old friend of ours from here. So give us uh, what that forty eight hours was like. You get cut, and then you are re signed. What a day later. So what was that whole period like? It's just hurry up and wait, Mike. <laughs> you know, the old adage there, just hurry up and wait. It was um, really unique, especially I mean, when everyone's t- reaching out to you. Did they tell you that yeah. was a possibility? Like, hey, hang tight, we might try to do some stuff? Or was it a total surprise that when you got that call that, hey, we're bringing you back? It was not a surprise in the sense that, yes, I, I was told that we were going to be bringing back to the practice squad. And there's some unique things to the practice squad this year. Uh, there's 16 players on it. I believe four veterans are allowed to be signed to the practice squad. Obviously, Phil, you guys know what's going on with Josh McCown, which is pretty cool. Um, but, you know, for us, for me here, I had a feeling that I was to bring Rock back to the practice squad. And also, they can activate two players from the practice squad on game day to be on the active roster. 
um, and pro- they're protected, I believe, for two weeks without getting waived. And, you know, obviously every other team would have an option to pick that player up at the time. So I thought that was a possibility. The active thing, there's three tight ends, and I thought, you know, that, that could be a possibility too. But, yeah, everything was in play, and that's kind of the hard part. And especially when friends and family are following along on Twitter or whatever they follow along with, and you're just, like, trying to explain everything to everybody. So it's uh, it was a it was a weird 48 hours, Mike, of, of being up and down, but also uh, a fun 48 hours in the sense that, you know, the end result was what, what I wanted and what, you know, we wanted and, and uh, just a really uh, a fun a fun story to tell. When everyone talks about coaching and taking the jump from college to the NFL, they go, it's different. You know, you're now you're working with these professionals that get paid so much money and it's a totally different atmosphere. Now, you played for him, for Matt Rule at Temple. Do you sense that he's coaching the same way or can you tell that maybe he made some adjustments in his coaching once he made the jump to the NFL? That's a great question, and everyone always asks me, is he going to make it in the NFL? Is the college stuff going to make it? I'll say this about Coach. If you watch this at Temple, if you watch this at Baylor, he just runs what he knows fits his team best. He's not an offensive guru coordinator like a Lincoln Riley or you name it, right? The Sean McVay, where you know what you're getting. He is a problem solver. He is a grinder. He always says, "I'm I'm not the smartest person in the room. But I'm going to be the hardest working person in the room. And those lessons sound like, like again, coach speak cliches, right? But he actually truly lives it, embodies it, and the players embody it and believe in his brand. So in the respect that he has not changed at all with the things he believes in equal winning, which is culture over winning, um, which is complete buy-in from the players of that everything counts on and off the field, treating everyone with respect. He truly, truly believes in that everything counts and kind of that what's next mentality focused on where your feet are, those type of things. So when it comes to that, uh, a brilliant football mind, but really his strengths, in my opinion, as somebody who saw him in college and now in the pros and growing close with them, is just he just knows how to handle people and, and get the best out of his players and um when you think that's the case, a lot of coaches with Coach Rule, it's it's that times ten. He, he's just that smart. Colin, what about uh, you know? You mentioned at the beginning. You, you obviously you're in the AAF that folds. You're in the XFL that folds. Uh, you had been with the Giants, got released. With the Bears, got released. You know, you how close were you? I mean, you end up becoming uh, the offensive coordinator at Lower Cape May, so obviously you're planning for maybe something down the road or that next life. How close were you to thinking that you might not play football competitively again? Mike, it never crossed my mind, to be honest with you. I haven't changed my mindset since the day I decided to become a professional, which just happened because my eligibility ran out, but no, it's never changed for me. And I think that's why in year four, I'm a better player now than I was when year one I came out with the Giants. Um, I wouldn't do anything differently, but I have learned a ton. And I have played a lot of football now because of being in these different leagues and playing in a bunch of preseason games in the NFL. And um, I've had a few cracks at how different off-seasons work. You know, i got to train now for the XFL season, and then i got to stay in shape for a possible workout. So, I've had a lot of cracks at it, and I, I feel like I've improved on and off the field. And, again, doing all these different things may for the, for the 
for someone else or for maybe just another eye, you would say, wow, you know, he's into coaching and he's doing radio and he's doing podcasts. But the main thing has always been the main thing for me, and that's football. So it, it to me, it never, it never clicked. It never, it never. I never said it's mm-hmm. over for me. I'm, I'm just getting started. And I just need the right opportunity. Now, uh, the the commitment you made to Lower Cape May, uh, from what I understand, you're going to try to fulfill that. I mean, is that how how is that working? I mean, are you going to be on the sideline on Zoom on Friday nights? Or I mean, how's that working? <laughs> so we talked about that, but no, that's not going to happen. The uh, so I'm our offensive coordinator, but our head coach Lance Bailey, he's he's really going to be calling the plays and. Uh, and, and making the calls and, and really what my responsibility is, is during the week, him and I game plan and do a few things and I build the practice scripts and, you know, I just get things together. And we, we're, we're, I talk probably to that staff seven days a week, whether it's via text or phone call. So we're, I'm heavily involved and I love it. It's my escape from football instead of playing Xbox or, you know, whatever that may be when maybe the podcast before was an, uh, an escape. I love helping these kids get it, being involved in the community on there. We have such an unbelievable community buy-in and so many generous folks in Cape May that support that community. And I'm just really blessed to be a part of it. it it's been, it's done more for me than I could ever uh, give back. So it's been fun there. We will have a great year down there and, Again, this, it's a tough group of kids that work really hard and a great staff that work really hard, and we're trying to instill our culture there and, and turn that program around, and I see it happening really sooner than later. It's unbelievable that they're getting the season off the ground there. It's, it's a credit to them. There's a lot of high school programs that, that aren't going. There's a lot of high school states that aren't making it happen, um, and New Jersey's found a way to make it happen and, and have a nice little season from October to Thanksgiving. So that's so cool for those kids because – those kids, kids need need this. The kids need school. The kids need sport, uh, just like we all had in high school, and it changed our lives. and And I'm so happy that they're able to pull it off. Yeah, and then your life's going to be changed uh, next summer because you're getting married. Yeah, next next summer, Kate May now officially a Kate May resident, and um, yeah, love it, love being down there. And we're getting married uh, next June in Cape, so it's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. And, uh, you know, it's funny, um, that was when uh, we were doing the pregame show up in Philly, and your now fiancé was not feeling well that day, so I had to drive you home. And would you Uber from my house to Cape May? Yeah, so <laughs> she just she had stuff to do for school. And, you know, I don't know if she's feeling – I don't remember. I don't. Maybe she wasn't feeling the best, but I know she had stuff to do for school, and she's like, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to sit here. I'm like, you know what, Mike's here. This will work out great. I'll just Uber from Mike's. It was like a thirty minute Uber. Right. Was not a bad wasn't wasn't bad at all. And you and I got to spend some time and talk shop and yeah. and talk talk biz, which is really cool, which now, is awesome. Now, um this weekend, uh obviously it's the start of the season. What you think? Um you know, what is the situation in Carolina with the fans? Last night they had about sixteen thousand people. Um is it odd to think about running through that tunnel and having nobody there? Yeah. It's going to be unique because everybody's there and the TV's on, right? But it's almost like a a scrimmage in a way where there's no fans and your parents are in the stands. And um, even that won't be the case. There'll be no fans allowed in Carolina, uh, at least for the first two weeks, I believe they said. Which I like. I think it's extreme to say no fans for the entire season. 
I think you live probably month to month. I mean, no one knows what the answer. We all know that. But, you know, to say no fan to the season, I think that's a, it's a premature. Lord knows what's, what will be happening between now and then. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be weird. I, I don't think once that whistle blows, that ball's kicked off. Guys are pros. Um, guys are playing to win. Guys are playing for each other. Guys are playing for a living. You're going to see a good, good quality football, just like you saw last night. Um, early in the year, you've you got to take care of the ball. Uh, you have to play mistake-free. You have to tackle all the basic things of football you're going to teach in Pop Warner. They're so highlighted early in the year because no preseason games, like I'm sure you guys have discussed, which is unique. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'm excited. We get to play the Las Vegas Raiders, which is funny to say instead of Oakland. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and just it's it's crazy. So I'm, in my I'm the booth at ninety seven three to yeah to Bank of America Stadium. We were sitting the at, we were sitting doing the show at Vagabond uh, not too long ago back when you were allowed inside the buildings and doing stuff. By the way, I drafted yeah. Ann Thomas in my I meant to click Colin Thompson and by accident I clicked Ann Thomas <laughs> in my fantasy league. He's gonna I can guarantee you he has more catches than me this year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he, he's 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 our, one of our starters and he's a stud. He's from Baltimore and uh, played at Indiana. He's a he's a beast. Ian is a beast and he's gonna have a great year and our other tight end Chris Manner. I think he's the best blocking tight end in the entire NFL. Uh like if, you know, everyone always likes I always get the question, what do you ask during the game what do you watch during the game? Watch the tight end position. I'm a little biased, but they you know, have their hand involved in everything. Pass protection, the screens, um, pass game, obviously, run run game. And then that guy 22 for the Carolina Panthers is pretty good, too. So there's a lot to watch for the Panthers this year. I think we're a really underrated team. All right, man. Well, I know uh, game day is quickly approaching. you got to get back in that playbook and go help lower Kate May. So we'll uh, let you run. But we appreciate <laughs> a little bit of time for the little guys over here, man. Hey, uh, congratulations and good luck with the season. I'll be back in the booth with you guys in January, so it's all good. Hopefully February. All right. Stay safe. See you guys. Thanks. All right. That's Carolina Panthers tight end Colin Thompson right here on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. Of course, you heard him plenty uh, all over 97.3 ESPN during the Eagles pregame shows. He was on the Sports Bash. A great uh, insight and analysis all last football season that, unfortunately, we probably won't have as much. We'll try to tap into him from time to time this year if he's got some free time. Uh, but uh, what a story, man. You know, you're cut from the AAF, you're cut from the XFL, you've been released, not cut, I mean, not fair to say cut, cut twice from the NFL, and then the two leagues that you join to make a living both fold, and you get to that point where you're like, what's next? He comes and does some stuff with us, and then all of a sudden he gets the call, and boom, he gets released, and then they call him back the next day and say, hey, you've made the 53. That's so awesome. Yeah, just hearing his voice, it's great. It's it's crazy because when I think about his work ethic and his determination and when you asked him, was it ever a thought? Like, hey, football might not be it. No, football was always the thought. When did you I have that thought? When you said, all right, I'm done. Well, that, that's it. I was just going to go down that road. I knew. You know, I had that feeling of, eh, you know what? Eh, I knew it's time. I want to be in the booth. Not that I'm saying he wouldn't have enjoyed this as well, but, you know, I knew that this was my calling. How he feels about football is how I felt about me pursuing the, the whole sports radio thing. So, but I never, I don't know. I mean, that that's the difference between, I think, the people that make it and then the people like me. Where it's like, I, I kind of knew, like, hey, you know what? It's over. But to know that he never lost that drive, it's just incredible. So, uh, obviously, 
Um, you know, what it's a it's a crazy story too. I said obviously, um he, he said he will not be there for their football games for lower Cape May, but the fact that he's game planning, putting the practices together, shows a huge dedication to be a professional working to get that job, but also helping these kids out at the same time where you could be like, look, I really need to focus on trying to make this football team. But no, he's saying, hey, I'm going to help these guys out. That's, you know, and by the way, I'm sure lower Cape May, they haven't had a whole heck of a lot of success. I mean, it's not like he was, you know, at this big state powerhouse that he's helping. The pride that he has to help these kids out to try to turn that program around is pretty cool. This is no. This is how you know you love football. When your escape from football is football. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, Sports Pass Live, 97.3 ESPN. Coming up on the other side, the Eagles injury report is out, and a big name is on the list. We'll tell you whether they're playing or not. News on Jalen Rieger, Lane Johnson, Corey Clement, Miles Sanders. Stick around. The Sports Bash is live. Football at four. Andrew DeCecco, he's got the latest, plus the matchups he's looking for.